Ladies and gentlemen of Lafayette. The Hammer Down Show with Jared Jesolitis is Lafayette's number one sports show. Yes, I'm excited! He totally went to Jared. The voice of Lafayette Sports. The cream of the crop! Nobody does it better. Send us your thoughts on the text line at 765-447-4080. Now go to that voodoo that you do so well. Down show 1017 the hammer 1017thehammer.com. I am Jared Jessalata. Say thank you for joining me, making me a part of your Monday. Uh, we're going to spend an hour trying to talk some local sports with you here as well. So, uh, look, just straddle in here. Look, we got uh, the text line open for you as well, 765-447-4080. You can get at me on that. We can uh, answer questions or comments that you have. But right now, let's start like we always do with our need-to-know news. Here's your need-to-know news. All right, it was a uh, busy Sunday. Several commits, at least the ones that I was able to catch here. I mean, it it's not unusual to get stuff for Purdue, but then also our local high schoolers are making some moves as well. Uh, I noticed two Jet Broncos yesterday found their college homes. Glenn Patterson, you know I love Glenn with two ends, man. That dude is a beast. Made his commitment to Northern Illinois. I know Purdue had kicked the tires a little bit on him as well. Uh, the Jeff Senior, or the Jeff, well, he's going to be a senior, averaged 137 yards per game last season, helping the Broncos win that first sectional title in 20 years. Uh, he led the team in rushing touchdowns uh, with 13, along with uh, senior Josiah Powers. And Patterson was a sought-after back among MAC teams. He held offers from Eastern Michigan, Western Michigan, Kent State, and Ball State. Now, Patterson's going to be the featured back in a senior campaign this fall when they open up at Lucas Oil Stadium against Cathedral. One of his teammates did choose a Mac school as well yesterday, though not the same one. Michael Lillard will head to Muncie to be a Ball State Cardinal. Him and Happy Gilmore. Uh, Lillard was a real difference maker in the secondary, and his profile really rose throughout the season. Lillard led the team in INTs and passes defended as the top corner for the Broncos. He was also quartered by several Mac teams. He held offers from Eastern and Western Michigan, as well as Bowling Green and Akron. Purdue landed another four-star player in Earl Culp. He becomes the second highest rated recruit and the highest defensive rated recruit of the Short Walters era. That makes 13 in this class. He'll be the fifth defensive back. Colt told the Boilers over Michigan and Miami. You'll love to see that. Uh, also, he held offers from Penn State, Illinois, Maryland, handful of SEC teams. And not to be left off the uh, sheet here, but Coach Geralds and her staff they stay hot. They reel in another commitment. Uh, Lana McCarthy, 6'4", powered forward out of the great basketball state of New Hampshire. That's a new recruiting ground. Still, that makes three now for the class of 2024 for Katie Geralds and the Boilers. Let's go. Congratulations to everybody. That's awesome stuff. Luis Robert homered for the second straight day, and the Sox take two or three from the Red Sox over the weekend. Robert had two homers in the game, bringing his season total up to 21. He was 3-for-4 with three RBIs. Ben and Tenney's been doing pretty solid in that leadoff spot lately uh, when he's gotten a crack at it. 2-for-4 at the top of the lineup. He uh, has a three-game multi-hit streak going. He's hit, and at least, he's hit at least twice in four of his last five and has a hit in eight of his last nine games. He's hitting 338 for the month. You'd love to see it. 
For the Sox series, he went 7 for 12, three doubles, no strikeouts in that series for Benintendi. Sox head out to L.A. to face the Angels tonight. Otani leads the league in homers at 25. Luis just four behind him in fourth place. And you all saw what happened on Saturday night when they put up some 25-odd runs on Colorado, which was insane. Tonight, Dylan Cease toes the rubber against Reed Detmers. Detmers a lefty, and uh, the Sox are hitting just 202 versus lefties in their last five games. Luis Roberts been the exception. We'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, Cubs dropped their second game against the Cards in London for the split. 7-5 the final. Stroman takes the L after three and a third. Three earned, two Ks. He'd leave in the fourth with a blister on his right index finger. Cubs really didn't stand out in the box score too much. Ian Happ got walked three times on Sunday as the Cubs score uh, five runs on seven hits. Cubs were up 4 nothing early, too, thanks to a couple of errors by the Cardinals. But uh, they found a way to dig themselves out of that hole. Two-game attendance figure was 110,227, according to Major League Baseball, for the London series. That was 84, almost 8,500 less than the two-game tally from 2019 between the Yankees and the Red Sox. Cubs head home to uh, take on the Phillies tomorrow. Ranger Suarez versus Jameson Tangan. Uh Cubs rocked Ranger in their first meeting for four runs in two innings and uh, won that one very decisively, 10-1. to Tangan, though, got rocked in game two for six runs in two and a third in his first outing against Philadelphia. And there you go. That's going to be today's need-to-know news. There was another really weird tidbit coming out of that London game for the uh, for the Cubs. Uh, and that's, it, it didn't directly pertain to the Cubs, but it uh, went to Paul Goldschmidt. And it was kind of buried down here. And uh, I didn't notice this, but um, Baseball Hall of Fame collected a few items for the game, including Habs batting gloves, from the two homers on Saturday, Goldschmidt's cap. Paul Goldschmidt becomes the first big leaguer to play a regular season game in five different countries. Huh. I did not know that. If you're interested in finding out what the five countries are, United States, Australia, Canada, Mexico, and now England. There have been four NBA players and 15 NHL players suit up in five countries. But no, not for baseball. So yeah, the passport's getting stamped for Paul Goldschmidt. I thought it was a cool thing, even if you don't like the Cardinals. I thought that was pretty cool. All right, time for Who is Hot? You may remember this uh, last week here. I said, let's uh, let's stop worrying about picks. Let's start talking about who's hot and uh, who's rolling here. This is a short, short schedule tonight for baseball. I was a little surprised that Monday was just six games. Now, I get you're probably losing the couple with the Cubs and uh, St. Louis, you know, flying back from overseas. That's cool. I'm, I dig that. Still just six games tonight. Cincinnati and Baltimore, Milwaukee and the Mets. Twins are in Atlanta, Detroit's at Texas, White Sox are in L.A., and Washington is out at Seattle. So I want to go with who's hot here and uh, who's crushing it. Let's start with uh, what I think is the most, if you're looking for some run props, some 
Homer props. I think the game that stands out the most to you is the one at Oriole Park tonight between Cincinnati and Baltimore. You've got uh, a good win, double digits, blowing out to center field. It's hot as well. They are looking at a chance, though, for some thunderstorms rolling in. So we'll see. But that should definitely elevate the uh, the homers tonight drastically at Oriole Park because uh, that does favor some wind direction. Anthony Santander has been amazing for Baltimore, especially at home. Strong win out the center. Uh, might be the best ballpark for long balls tonight. He's hitting 317 over his last 10 with homers, uh, with five homers in his last 10 games. Uh, total bases in his last six games. Listen to this. 5, 5, 0, 4, 7, and 4. So he's hitting 375 at home over his last 10. He's gone over one and a half bases in eight of those 10 games at home. He's also gone over two and a half in five of those last 10 games. It's Brandon Williamson tonight, a lefty. He's hitting lefties 295 in his last 10, but no homers. He's 281 on the season against lefties. Over one and a half bases tonight at minus 115 is probably the best way to go ahead and take advantage of that. The home run for him, I mean, it's 240 plus 245. I don't love it because, again, the lefty numbers lately, when it comes to home runs, they don't correlate as much. Now, if you want to take him for multi-hits, that, that's up to 200. What do you feel like is a little better of an option for you? Would you rather go over the bases and pay 115 or get 2-1 to one on the hits? I just feel like <laughs> it's probably better to take the bases. The only thing that I caution about, if you want to get into the... Go ahead and get into the hits if you want to. I'll give you the hit line for him over this last uh, last week or so. one four one zero two two zero one two zero two zero three. So he's certainly capable of doing that. And he does only have one double over that period in the last two weeks. But you also have to remember, too, this guy's hit five homers in his last six games. And he's got a three-game homer streak going right now. Do with that info what you may. So we're watching out for that threat of thunderstorms. Winds out just about everywhere tonight. Winds out 12 miles an hour at Atlanta, and it's hot down there, 87. Wind also out at L.A., just 6 miles per hour, though. 69 degrees, not as hot. But Luis Robert remains hot. 323 against lefties. Sox are not hitting good against left-handers. But Luis Robert is. He's 8 for 24 in his last 10 games against left-handers with two homers. So he's got 8 hits in his last 24 at-bats against left-handers. And a quarter of them have been home runs. And he's been real good, hasn't he? Now, Detmers is he's probably not the mark 
that you'd like to see uh, on the mound tonight. He's okay. He's not going to blow the doors off of anybody. He's 1-5. and ERA's at a 4. But he's only given up one homer in his last five. He's given up two earned runs in his last three starts. He's been a little stingy. Most of the inflation, most of the numbers are inflated from like May and April, where he was not good. But he only gave up one of the Cubs. He gave up one against Texas, uh, and he gave up zero against the Dodgers. Just two hits. And he's going like 95, 100 pitches here, too, over the last five or six. One speed bump at Houston. That can be a tough place to pitch. But he's kind of trending up. But Luis, like we said earlier, has been fantastic against those left-handers. He's only hitting 260 on the road. He does have a five-game hit streak going here. He's coming off a three-for-four um, game against Boston. And he's hitting what? Uh, what, four, five, six, seven, eight? Seven of his last eight? Eight of his last ten? So the bat's been hot there. Those like said, we don't have a whole lot of options here tonight. <laughs> there are some interesting uh, pitching numbers, though. I can give you that if you're looking to take advantage of some of these pitchers. Andrew Haney tonight for the Rangers at six and a half right now. He's only gone over that in three of 14 games this season. He's missed in six straight, and Detroit is dead last in the last 30 in strikeout percentage versus left-handers. Like, they're the best in the league. They just don't strike out against left-handed pitching. I don't mind Dylan Seaston. I going over six and a half. He's hitting three straight in four of his last five. I mean, that's not terrible. But yeah, this Texas and Detroit game, I mean, pick your pitcher poison. I mean, Matthew Boyd's only gone, he's he's at five and a half. He's only gone over that six of 14 games. Not as bad as Haney. And the Texans are pretty darn good at hitting the baseball. So there you go. Small slate. Santander, very hot. Luis Robert, still very hot. Andrew Haney, probably not going to rack up the strikeouts like they think he is. There we go. Uh, we're going to take a break here. We're going to come back, and uh, we got plenty more local sports talk for you. Next, it's the Hammer Down Show on 1017 The Hammer and 1017. Uh, okay. Well. <laughs> I'm getting caught up on a few things here from the last half hour. Um, this is the Hammer Down Show, by the way, on 101.7 The Hammer, 101.7 TheHammer.com. There is some Chicago Blackhawk news. We're gonna, I'm, I'm gonna bump that here. We'll get to that 
um, in our next segment, but involves the Blackhawks getting a former Hart Trophy winner and former first overall pick. Interesting. So we'll get to that in a few minutes. And then here, (laughs) we can't stop with this. I'm not tired of winning yet. Coach Walters, right before we went on the air, another air raid target, right? Four stars. There's the emojis. Who is it? Four-star wide receiver, Keandre Henry. Absolutely. Abso-freaking-lutely. Big target from Texas. Oh, I like this. 6'1", 190 pounds. I was getting to the point, too, where I'm like, hey, I'm loving all this stuff that's coming in. I thought, you know, is this going to be more of a defensive team? That was my initial kind of, I don't say like worry, but like you saw a lot of the big commitments coming in. And I was like, hey, let's get something on the offensive side of the ball. So now with Henry coming in, he now becomes the second highest rated recruit in the Walters era. That just bumps down Culp, who we just talked about at the top of the show, committed yesterday, who was the second, and it remained the highest defensive recruit that's been brought in in the Walters era. I really do need to sit down and see if I can't sort this over the last couple of years. Because I know there's going to be some Ians here that are going to be like, oh, you know, compare that to the Brom era. i probably do that rather quickly. This is the 24 class, right? 2023, is it fair to... Is it fair to judge on the 2023? Because the highest rated recruit was Will Helt in that one. And that would still be behind what uh, Will would have been the, what's the year? One, two, three, four, five, six, seventh. Maybe like the eighth highest recruit. And no disrespect, Will's great. Uh, there's no disrespect. I'm just going by what the ratings have. And you know how I feel about ratings, right? LeBron brought in Brady Allen. I believe that was his highest recruit. And if you're going by what on three has now, Walters has not hit that, that mark. But generally, I really do love that 2022 class. That Brady Allen, Joe Strickland, and Nick Carraway in it as its top three. That would be a better class top three than what just by going by the ratings. With that Brom class, and and that's where I would start to argue too. Brom's really hit, hit a really good stride. That was a great class. You know, this class right now better than the twenty one class. The 
this class uh, on par with the 20 class. But here's the thing. When I look at this, Malik Carr was number one in that class. Remember what happened there? Tyreek Murphy was the second-rated guy in that class. And then your third-ranked guy in that class, Abdurrahan Yassin, uh, was pretty solid there, too. So I would say this is uh, this class is 100% up there uh, with a lot of the Brahms' best years. It's probably not better than Brahms' best years just yet. Brahms' best years probably 19, right? That's where you get David Bell, you get George Karloftis. Milton Wright was in there. He was touted. He was highly touted. Marvin Grant had a good rating as well. Didn't some folks have Mershon Rice as a four-star as well? He was in that class. See, I'd say, you know, Brum had a couple of classes there that, rating-wise, a little bit higher, but at the same time, too, you got to take into consideration that those tended to be later on in his tenure here. You know, if you go back to that first class that he got in 2017, yeah, this class is uh, much better. But it's the enthusiasm and it's just the the names that are coming through here. And this Texas pipeline that's all of a sudden really opened up. If you like the Florida pipeline starting to open up a little bit more. It's that youthfulness, it's that energy. I know um Brian Newbert this week on Golden Black, you know, wrote about that cool factor kind of returning to Purdue. And that's what Walters and his staff has really, you know, seized on and 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 done well with. For all the great things about Purdue and all the things that we love about it, I think we can all be honest. It's not the it's not the sexiest school, right? It's not the big parties like some of the stuff in the SEC with a lot of that money. It's not in a big city. It doesn't have this history of contending for national titles with the football program, but it is a special place and it can be a special place. I think this is what the staff has shown these recruits, that it can be special. With you here, it can be a very special place. You can set the vibe here, and that the sky is the limit. And the recruits are buying into it. And not only are they showing up on campus for the events, they're signing. They're saying, now anything can happen between now and Next year, when you sign on that dotted line, what's early December, something like that, you can finally start signing the stuff. So you got to maintain because there are bigger schools with more money that will lose guys for whatever reason, and then they'll come back down here 
and look at your guy. It, it happens. And not like Purdue hasn't done that in the past. But there's just something about this coaching staff where I'm just, I'm, I'm not nearly as worried. Not nearly as worried. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back. Again, Blackhawks with some breaking news have just acquired a former first overall pick. This is interesting. We're going to talk about that. Local sports continue here on the Hammer Down Show on 1017 The Hammer and 1017. It's the Hammer Down Show, 1017 The Hammer, 1017TheHammer.com. Okay, big news today. We're just a couple of days away from the Chicago Blackhawks getting uh, a generational talent in Connor Bettard. Wednesday is the NHL draft, and today the Blackhawks made a very interesting move. They have acquired former Hart Trophy winner and former first overall number one pick, Taylor Hall, from the Bruins. Also part of that deal is Nick Foligno. He'll go to, they'll both go to Chicago. Restricted free agents Ian Mitchell and Alec Regula are gone to Boston. This is a salary dump move. Let's see Chicago acquire the former first overall pick. And Feligno, who you is a restricted free agent, but you have some rights here. Try to work out a deal. Couple things. This is this is interesting for a number of reasons. Now, if you're wondering how in the world you get two world-class guys for two guys who weren't going to be on your team uh, after the season, it's very simple. Hall makes $6 million a year. And it's not that he's not worth it for Boston. It's just uh, they want to re-sign Tyler Bertuzzi. They need cap space. This is, a, this is a cap space move for Boston. Hall's bounced around a lot. I think it's going to be like team six for him, five or six. But... He was on this Boston team that won more games than any NHL team in history. He had a good season for him. He definitely earns that $6 million. And just he's not a long-term piece like Bertuzzi is. And so the Blackhawks, with their mostly vacant roster and large amount of salary cap space, find themselves in an intriguingly interesting position. Now, they're going to try to sign Feligno, which would be good. You could use that. uh, He's a guy that's older. He's going to turn 36 this fall. 26 points in 60 games. That's a good presence to have in the locker room if you can do that. But it's what you can do with Hall here that's interesting. Now, you put him as a, a forward, maybe with Bettered, and that certainly can sell some tickets for the Blackhawks. That gives him a good piece to play with. It's it's it seems rather smart. But a couple of days before the draft, where you've already got a lot of well, you got a couple first round picks, you got a couple of second round picks. Is there a scenario for Chicago to be able to flip him? 
let's face it, two seasons, you keep him there. Is he is is this a piece? Are you going to be able to make a run through the playoffs with what you'll have this year and adding better in Hall? Is that enough to get you and maybe a couple other small moves? Is that enough to really position you in the playoffs? Probably not. Chicago burnt everything down, and then they took a jackhammer to the foundation and dug out all the concrete. I mean, it is a complete blank slate. Maybe they see a future where they extend him and do that. That's a possibility. But I I just got to wonder, this close to the draft as well, would it be better to flip him over two years? You can retain the salary and get him to someplace. He does have a a limited no-trade clause. But I got to think hanging around Chicago for two years where they're not trying to win a cup is really a place that a former Hart Trophy winner, former overall number one pick, really wants to be. So maybe it is more beneficial. I'm really 50-50 on this. But this is exciting. If you're a Blackhawks fan, I mean, gee whiz. This is exciting stuff. I mean, you could really do both too, couldn't you? You can keep him for one year, let him play with better, see how it goes. If you want to flip, that's cool. If not, but you also risk losing some stock with that. So it'll be very interesting to see what the Blackhawks want to do here. Chicago having themselves a moment. I mean, it had been horrendous to watch that hockey team the last several years, and now um, just with the amount of ammo they have in the draft, all of that. You know, cap space and no desire to try to make it through the playoffs this year. It leads to a lot of interesting possibilities. So it's a win-win, I think, for most teams. I mean, the Bruins had to do something. And because of that, the Blackhawks are seemingly getting themselves a, one of the best, best players in the league. Yeah, the question is, what do you do? I, I think it's exciting. I, like I said, if you're not intending to make a run in the playoffs or do anything into the playoffs this season, then what's the point? See what you can do. See if you can flip them. If you can, cool. If you don't get an offer, you feel like that's great, keep them there. Give your number one overall pick somebody to play with on the line. And get something to get the fans buzzing and maybe some free agents buzzing as well. But boy, that's big news. That's That was big news for Chicago right there. We're going to take our final break. We're going to come back. We'll wrap up the Hammer Down Show. That's next on... Getting ready to wrap up the Hammer Down Show on your Monday here on 1017 The Hammer, 1017thehammer.com. I uh, hope you enjoyed your weekend. Walking around the mall yesterday, running my boy Tom Deanhart. Good to see him, man, out in the wild. <laughs> Street clothes and all. It's great to see. All right, let's get to some of the things we may have missed. Uh, I did some talking today about uh, commits, right, for Purdue. Also, some local high school guys at Glenn Patterson and Micah Lillard. Uh, 
I I was aware of it last week, and I don't think I ever got to mention uh, Evan Cook going to uh, Lipscomb over there, the uh, Red Devils pitcher. A-Sun champion Lipscomb, by the way. I know I saw the graphic and everything. I think it was like on Thursday when I was out speaking to some students at a sports thing. My bad. Shout out to Evan. Best of luck. It didn't seem real, but um, Kelly Hanahan, who does such a great job over there at WLFI and the sports team, I know she hosted yesterday's uh, Tiller Foundation uh, luncheon, dinner, whatever you want to call it. Uh, Ryan Kerrigan and Curtis Painter inducted into the Indiana Football Hall of Fame. And if you haven't had a chance, go to their website, go to WLFI and check out um, go ahead and check out the videos of her interviewing them afterwards. And two things that made me upset about this is, one, it always happens. Football players get done playing football, they get a little bit smaller, right? But back down to normal size, it happens. But two, neither one of those guys, I'm an OG. I remember the flowing locks of Ryan Kerrigan and Curtis Painter, and they're both gone. Both gone. It's sad. I hate getting old. Ah, uh, like especially especially painters, man. I remember those blonde flowing locks. Now it's all nice and short and neat. Ryan Kerrigan leaving had a line and like a a, a part. Oh, gosh. What happened to those young, wild, carefree kids that used to tear it up on the ross Aid Stadium field? Everybody's got to grow up and move on, I guess. Heartbreaking. Absolutely heartbreaking. I think the best comment I get was uh, somebody on Twitter. I said this on Twitter, and somebody goes, what's next? Kyle Horton without a neck beard? I'm like, oh, I don't want to imagine. Please. Please. It's a sign of the apocalypse, I think. Also, uh, the Jets are reportedly bracing for an involuntary hard knocks assignment. Why not? Pro Football Talk says that the the Giants might end up uh, being forced to do it. The Saints, the Bears, and the Commanders are the only other teams who fit the criteria. A non-first-year coach, non-playoff team from the prior two Sears. New Orleans and Chicago don't want to do it. Nobody really wants to do it. But come on. Aaron Rodgers has said a whole lot, done a whole lot. This is the story of the offseason. And if the NFL is going to force somebody to do it, it's got to be the Jets, right? They want to put a microphone in front of Aaron Rodgers, whether he likes it or not. It's going to be fantastic. So we'll see. But they're going to force somebody to do it. And it sounds like the Jets feel like it's going to be them. And finally, it's been a week. How are we still talking about the submarine thing? And I'm still amazed at the lack of empathy from so many when they do talk about this. I mean, there's there there's the videos of hey, look at this uh, look at this train car uh, like tanker, and then watch what happens when it capsizes, and that's scary enough. But like the jokes still keep coming. I, I where the empathy was at all this, but it's not present. 
And now there's more metrics. This this is so crazy. So ever since that happened, according to TMZ, over a half a million jumps in my heart will go on. The theme from Titanic? Since the since the sub went down there and perished. They're now going to honor those six as people who have perished with the Titanic, which also seems weird. And look at this. Not to be outdone, guess what's coming back to Netflix next week all of a sudden? Titanic! Seriously? Look, I'm not a, I'm not a guy that's like, oh, listen, we got to have respect and all this kind of stuff that's just tasteless, but at the same time, I'm like, are we really trying to cash in on this right now? <laughs> now, playing the song, like, Celine, hey, that ain't her fault. But Netflix is like, eh, we're going to go dig this out. Really? We get the hunt for Red October and Crimson Tide out while we're at it as well? Just keep on the whole submarine theme while we're at it? This is so bizarre. It's tragic. And, like, I don't, we all just seem, like, super numb to it. And I just, I, I don't get it. I still don't get it. I'm ready to move on. But much like Grady Dick's draft nightwear, I just don't get it. I don't want to talk about it anymore. I just want to move on. And uh, there you go. That will do it for uh, the Hammer Down Show for today. We'll be back again tomorrow, 3 o'clock. We'll talk local sports with you back here on 101.7 The Hammer, 1017thehammer.com. Golfers, with the construction on Cherry Lane, Burt Boilermaker is still open and ready for play. This year, you'll park in the Ross 8 lot near Northwestern Avenue and start on number 11 for the Ackerman Allen course. Bypass the trailer and the lines by paying online at purduegolf.com. The Camp and Costler course will be open for members and guests this year, but the driving range will still be open to the public. Please visit PurdueGolf.com backslash clubhouse for updates about temporary parking arrangements. But rest assured, when you're on the course, it's business as usual at Burt Boilermaker. The golf experience.